an out of cycle update. Was not planning to do this update. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this update because I accepted I was wrong. What was I wrong about? I was wrong when I said to someone that the previous update I did, which was on the 19th, about Motley Fool's Sean Williams. And I called out the fact that his opinion, a piece, and it is an opinion piece and not shared by and large by Motley Fool, was simply his opinion and I should take it as such. However, other people chimed in in response to my sharing of this post and said, no, there's a reason they're called Motley Fool because they don't know what the beep that they're doing when it comes to any sort of trading or investment and they always get it wrong. And to which I said that in the olden days of America Online, it seemed like Motley Fool had their act together. It seemed like that they were very conservative in their predictions. It seemed like they got it right more than they got it wrong. And I don't know if it's just the current, ironically, FOMO, fear of missing out, that has caused them to kind of leap into the pot with cryptocurrency and release these opinion pieces that it's fine that it's their opinion, but they're not well thought out. It's not that what they're saying is fundamentally wrong at the core or malicious in intent. It's rather they're not thinking the forest for the trees. They're making a statement that's based on economics 101. I understand why they do that. However, as I've said repeatedly, we need to create our own economics thought process around cryptocurrency because every popular crypto, every successful crypto that you can think of has bucked every single economics teaching that you can think of historic past and present. That means we cannot keep using, as somebody once said, the tired old tropes of the economic system that we were taught and apply it to cryptocurrency because it is creating a different standard of economics. Let me go into this a little bit deeper so you can understand what the heck I'm talking about. You see, with Sean Williams, he basically did nothing but criticize SHIB as not being Doge. I criticized a little bit back and basically went down his bullets and debunked pretty much everything he said because clearly he was speaking from an emotional stance of non-fact, which bothers me. If you come with fact, I have no problem with it, but he even came with statements that he presented as fact that were easily debunked. So when you do that, you lose credibility, and we can't keep falling back on the it's my opinion stance when you present things as factual that are not factual and are easily debunked. But now you got Will. I'm not going to attempt to pronounce his last name because to do so would do him a disservice, and I don't know this guy. And he released an article earlier this morning talking about Floki. If I've not done a podcast entry yet on Floki Inu. However, I'm aware of Floki Inu. I've been following and observing Floki Inu. Floki Inu is one of those that I have mostly avoided. I have my own reasons for doing so that are different from what Will is talking about. And I don't think what he's talking about is fair. And this is what I'm going to talk about. So his, he starts out already having the premise around meme coins, so-called, and dog coins, so-called. And he calls out Doge and he calls out Shiv. And he, he's talking about the fact that most of these are hopping on the bandwagon. This is not in dispute. Yes, as I say, every single time I cover one of these, the vast majority, if not all of these coins, jumped on the train when Doge spiked to 70 cents 
And then we started seeing a bunch of emus show up out of nowhere. And many of them have died off, but quite a few of them are still around. ID Inu started in that time. It's still around under a different name. Kuma Inu started shortly after this time. It's still around. Cody originated around that time. It's still around. Satama started around that time. It's still around. Shib started around that time. It's still around. So on and so forth. And so no, I cannot automatically put everybody in the same bucket and say that simply because you were originated around that time means that you are a scam or not worth it. In fact, I said on a previous update, just because it's a scam doesn't mean you can't make money. Just because you make money doesn't make it not a scam. That means we have to think about it a little bit different and create a different classification. But with Floki specifically, his biggest beef seems to be the way that they are marketing this token. And he's calling out the fact that apparently, I wasn't aware of this, but apparently Floki has done, they've basically what they've done is they've hooked their wagon, so to speak, into the dog coins. The by and large is from Musk's deal. There's a lot of fluff in this first argument because while it is true that many of these tokens did benefit from Elon's tweet, this is not disputed. It's not true to say that this far after that tweet that you're still benefiting from it. In fact, many of the tokens no longer even mention that tweet in their communities because they realized you got an initial pump from it. And Floki probably benefited more than others just by name. In fact, I believe Floki Inu actually started its build right around the time of that tweet. But to say that they have continually benefited from it means you don't understand how Twitter works because when you tweet something, yes, the tweet lives until the person deletes, but by and large, the FOMO that might develop from that wanes off after a period of time. Nobody cares if somebody said in a tweet that they were going to beat somebody down or kill somebody two months after the fact. The only people who really care are the same people who will dig up 30-year-old tweets about something somebody said in an attempt to smear them. So if you're part of that category, then yes, I can see how you might have the mistaken impression that that old tweet was still benefiting them and that was a primary reason for their current rise in price. And I would state for the record, they are currently spiking again on gate.io. They go in peaks and valleys. I called out the two different patterns that you would see from a lot of these, which is strong peaks and valleys. They go up, they go down, or you see kind of a gradual growth. Could also be a dump, but generally when it's a coin that is still holding momentum, it's peaks and valleys. It goes up, it goes down, or it's a somewhat steady rise. I see from Floki's pattern, it is strong peaks and valleys, no different than ID, honestly. And to be fair, no different than SHIB because SHIB also went through strong peaks and valleys before it defeated the vast majority of the people who were holding strong bags. Floki hasn't got to that level yet because it hasn't dropped enough zeros. But what it has done is it has fought past people who do sell for so-called paper hands, sell for a little bit of profit on different tiers of resistance. That has been a constant for Floki, but that's no different than any other token. So no, in my opinion, I disagree with his number one statement. Now, where I do agree with him is where he said that there's a bit of FOMO 
involved in Floki. I'm going to get to that with his second bullet, where he basically accuses them of manipulative promotions. He calls out the fact that Floki did a advertising campaign on London's subway system. And that you, I'm sure you've seen the photos. There's this lady, and she's on her phone, and she's going down the escalator. And off to the side, it says, Miss Doge, get Floki. Basically to tell people, hey, you missed out on making a whole bunch of money. Floki's here, and it can make you a whole bunch of money. He's faulting Floki for using that marketing strategy. Okay, if we're going to do that, then we need to basically call out Microsoft when they did the same thing with Apple and the people hanging out in front of the Apple stores. Oh, by the way, we need to do the same thing for Apple when they criticize Microsoft for having ugly people working in the Microsoft store. Both sides were right, but they know how to market to those people who are set off by that kind of marketing strategy. And it is not manipulative, it's marketing 101. The irony of using that as an argument against them is that we can't use economics 101 to then say that you should not follow marketing 101 because that's contradictory, sir. You have to be consistent. If we're gonna say that we have to use Econ 101 with this, we can't fault them for using a marketing strategy that, guess what, everybody uses and has used. This is a common thing here. Whether you're talking Coke and Pepsi, whether you're talking about different auto car dealerships and auto manufacturers, whether you're talking about computer manufacturers, you're talking about Amazon versus something else, you're talking about Walmart versus something else, you're talking about Kmart and Target, it goes on and on and on. They have always done that kind of marketing attack strategy. Guess what? In recent times, there has been a resistance to using those tactics only because of the soft people who get triggered because they get offended at every single thing by their own design and they cannot tolerate the fact that this is marketing 101 to call out the flaws in your opposition. In this case, they're not calling out any flaws. They're not even attacking Doge. They're telling people, if you did not get to buy in on this one and you missed that train and pun intended based on where they posted it you can buy in on this one and you might have a chance to get that money that you lost over there i don't see how that's any different honestly than something like a cardano that is banking on the fact that people missed the train on ethereum i'm not going to hold them accountable for something that is standard especially not when so many companies do it it is part of marketing playbooks nationwide i would argue it's less seen worldwide but that trend is changing we're starting to see it more and more on a global scale and thus we have to start accepting it we cannot we can openly say we don't personally like it but we cannot then blatantly accuse them of being manipulative you got to understand what do you think marketing is it is an attempt to manipulate someone into purchasing your product or transacting with you. That's what marketing is. That's what marketing always has been. That's the reason why there are so many more ads than there were before, because they want to manipulate you into buying something. That's the reason why there's strategic product placement showing up in movies, because they want you to buy the products. That's the reason why product placement showed up in video games and why people were getting cravings for cup noodles after playing Final Fantasy XV. So I don't want to hear criticism, frankly, about 
this type of strategy, when it's everywhere, they should not be called out or singled out for doing something that basically everybody's doing. That smart strategy. It was not an attack. It was not even offensive. It's just, hey, you missed the boat here. We have a chance here. It's true. There's always a chance. Go ahead and go with that. Then they close it by saying, hey, we're not saying, we ain't saying it's a scam. They, 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 uh, okay, what you should say up front, at the front of your opinion piece, here's some free advice. I'm not even charging for this. At the front of your piece, you should say, I am stating an opinion about Floki. I don't believe it's a scam. However, there are certain things that it has done that have increased its value that cause me personal concern. And I'm sharing my concerns with you because those concerns might be attributable to pumps and dumps because they are symptoms of pumps and dump, generally speaking. Again, not to say that this is one, but I want you to be aware, and that's why I'm sharing this piece, is to give awareness and stay away from inflammatory terms such as manipulative when we're talking about marketing 101 and don't accuse them of a thing that you have no evidence of. Am I happy with the way Floki's going? No, because... Floki has been inconsistent, in my opinion, and I'll cover this on a different update. They've been inconsistent with how they've managed growth. However, I cannot turn a blind eye to the fact that just like SafeMoon, they have done a reasonably good job in maintaining a community, keeping that viral and that visceral interest in the platform that is very similar to what got SHIB to the point past no return where it's now starting to skyrocket. It took SHIB going through those same pains. I said it before. It went through peaks and valleys. It's still going through peaks and valleys. SHIB struggled past the worst of it. SHIB had to bust its tail, no pun intended, in order to get to the point where there was enough sustained interest in order to peak the coin. Floki has not yet hit that peak. It's still in the formative stage that SHIB was roughly about three months ago. So when we look at the contrast between two tokens, no, I cannot fault Floki for doing what it feels it has to do in order to get interest in the token. That's what you're supposed to do when you are trying to market your product is get people to buy in. Now, the other half of this, as I consistently say, is you want to see a pattern of open communication. By and large, from what I've seen, Floki has done a decent job of communicating. Floki does not have a strong utility. It doesn't really arguably need one because SHIB doesn't arguably have a strong utility either outside of ShivaSwap. Let's be honest. It didn't need one. It was still able to generate a strong enough community that was strong enough and powerful enough to keep that interest and that viral, visceral reaction going that got the token to the point that it is. That debunks this notion that, as I said, every single token has to have a utility. It's not true. Doge has no utility. Doge does not have any applications. Doge is accepted at point of sale in most places. Other than that, it doesn't do anything. So we also, I'll call this out, need to stop with this narrative that a token must have utility in order to be credible. It's not true. It's been debunked time and time again. We need to simply understand when you have a strong community backing a project and it appears as though somebody can make some money and your marketing strategy is just good enough, you might have something, you might have gold, you might have struck it rich. Nobody can know, nobody can tell the future. It's fine to give certain yellow flags that you see 
and share that information as long as up front you caveat. I am not saying they're a scam. I'm not saying they're a ripoff. I'm simply sharing these observations so you can make your own decision up front. I know he would respond and say, well, I said it's a problem, dude, dude, dude. Yeah, after you already made the accusations, dude, no.